Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, joined by Alex Ray and Chase Curtis with Michael Antonovich on the line from home. So, Anton, you just got back from Daytona Beach, Florida for... Uh, was it the tail end of bike week or the beginning of bike week? Oh, it's the beginning, I that's think. Kickoff. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's day one of bike week, and you can tell that bike week starts because the hotel prices from Thursday night to Friday night jump up. Uh, oh my god, my my, I stayed in Palm Coast, which is about thirty five minutes north of Daytona, because mm-hmm. uh, I fly in and out of Jacksonville. Thursday night's hotel was like one thirty, and then Friday night's hotel, which was my last night there, uh, was three hundred dollars. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, and everything is sold out up and down that entire interstate from, you know, Jacksonville all the way down to like Miami almost with Bike Week mm. and then Orlando to Daytona east to west. Because uh, not only is it Bike Week, it's, you know, spring break and everybody's already getting getting everything going. And I see why, man. It was beautiful weather down there. It was hot. Uh, it was super hot during the day and then even hotter during the night because the wind died out. But there's so many people at Bike Week this week, and they're doing a great job to really get the excitement going. Even other forms of racing see that Bike Week is down there, and they're trying to jump on it to make sure that more people go to their stuff too. Hmm. It was funny seeing all the, uh, you know, the trend right now is the, the track, entrance photos. Yeah. Everybody in shorts. Yeah. Right, shorts, no jackets. Somebody who who had on the really short shorts. The short shorts coming in style right now. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like they've been in style for a little bit there. Maybe Dino. Was it Dino? Dino? I thought maybe it was Sexton. Sexton. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sexton. Yeah. Yeah. Short ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to have that five-inch inseam right now. Oh, yeah. no, dude. Saw some nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, what what a what a event this weekend. I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. Good results. I just, dude. You could tell on the broadcast how dark it is there, man. I don't know how guys race. Yeah, no, it's it's dark, especially with the dirt. Um, you know, like in the in the placement of it, it's not that lit. I guess you could say. I don't know. It's it's. We've talked about. I think we talked about it last year on the mm-hmm. podcast about where the um, lights were positioned. Like in, um, they're positioned in like a weird way, right? Versus like a stadium where everything is just sort of like straight down. So that's yeah. where you. That's where you get like the shadows. Um, and it makes things like super, super tough. Like some areas are really, are really, really lit well, mm-hmm. but other areas aren't. Yeah. I don't know, man. When I think of Daytona myself, I think of the daytime race, right? When it's hot as balls, everybody's sweating, dying right now because they're used to racing at night in the cold. But yeah, Daytona is not the same to me now. Like I, to be honest, I've only been to one Daytona Supercross at night just cause it's the lure's not there for me. Yeah, and yeah. It, I don't – I never like to go into Daytona. It's always – like, you get a credential for Supercross at the beginning of the year, right? Oh, getting a Daytona pass. And then you have to – you still have to go there. You have to sit in line. You have to get a new pass. You know, and it's it's just like a whole thing. Anton, was it any better this year? 
Oh, no, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm going to agree with everything that Don said. It's like the 50th anniversary, there had been a lot of talk that we were going to go back to like some retro design or a daytime race or something that had been kind of milled about for a while. And then it didn't. And then it was pretty much the same track as last year. So like whatever comments on that, it's a pretty good track. I wish that they would change it because the access that we have is terrible. And then that leads into the next thing, which A-Ray said, you got to go get these passes. You have your Feld approved, AMA approved hard card, but then you have to go get another hard card from the Daytona people that has six different stickers on it. And no matter if you show it to one security guard, he still doesn't believe that that's real. You walk mm. out the gate, that gate gets locked behind you. They're all tripping at all times. No matter what you do or where you go, you're never in the right spot. You shouldn't be there. They're getting screamed at. Uh, I, we, this was probably the worst that it's been in some regards, better in other places where just how the people are. But I don't feel welcome when we go to that race. Like, I just feel like we're a nuisance mm -hmm. as a whole, which is like really disappointing because they do such a good job to like hype it up and everything. And they have all the reason to, to have everything go there. But this weekend, it seemed like with all the organization that the sport is doing for 30 other events to just let one event have free reign. And we're just kind of like in the backseat of whatever they want to do. Mm. Doesn't really work right now. Like it's got to be a little bit steered better because Dude, no matter what you do, you're getting told that you're not in the right place ever mm -hmm. when you are. And well, it just well, it's gets a little, really frustrating. Is it a like little even, better now because it's a Feld event? Not No, because it's still a Daytona event. That's the problem. Like, But Feld is they, more involved now, correct? They're more involved, but then like the final say-so still goes down to the, the Daytona people. Mm -hmm. And so even the Feld people can help them. But once it gets to a certain point, like Daytona makes the final decisions. Here, Okay, here's a perfect example. How close do we get to get to the track at a supercross race? Like within five feet of the dirt, right? Yeah. We're standing on the dirt. You're not allowed to touch the grass anywhere on the property as a photographer at all. So wow. you're on the, on the banking on the pavement. And then you have to dodge that ridiculous UTV, which I hate. I hate that UTV camera thing. That seems so unsafe. Angry today. Oh yeah, I <laughs> know. I love it. Dude. Even even in the start of the main events, they had that thing barreling down the start straightaway with them. So yeah. not only are there 22 riders fighting for position going into a 30-foot-wide first turn, <laughs> there's, there's, there's 50,000 fans standing right there. It's like a time and place for everything, and mm. that thing ain't it. That thing sucks. That guy is almost uh, hit photographers is almost hit flaggers like during practice we had flaggers telling us to stand on the grass to not get hit by that guy <laughs> and then other people from daytona are telling us to stand on the pavement where he's driving to get hit as i explained that to one of the daytona workers i was then yelled at by them i'm like no we're, we're just doing what you guys say it just never works for anything it's just complete fucking chaos from the from the get-go and i and but i like and i hear the press box you can't see shit like no, the press box. No, it's press just, box is completely there's no windows. separate. There's no windows. It's it's wow. From the track, it's a five minute walk. So then after the this is like another layer to it. So then after the heat races get done, you know, there's a gate that you can walk straight from the fan fest infield part into the garage paddock area. This gate had been open all day. This gate was then shut. So now it took 15 minutes to walk all the way around the pits and then fight with security to tell them that you could walk into the media area where you needed to go. And then you had to go do it all again. 
because they just want to shut the gates at certain times and then just not get it going. From that from that media thing, you can only watch it on TV. You couldn't even hear a motorcycle in there if it was five feet outside the front door on the red limiter. Can't hear it because it's oh, so soundproofed. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fun race. It's a great race. It definitely has a place in it. Did you go to Razzles? But, uh, <laughs> no, I've never been to Razzles. I'm too You've old. You've never been to Razzles. Never been to Razzles. You got to go. I think Razzles, I missed man. my window. No, no, you haven't missed that's your why window. People went to Daytona. Yeah, that's the only reason people go to Daytona is to go to Razzles. I'll- Kyle's been to Razzles. My brother's been. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, hey, yes, he has. Oh, he's got a picture he on the wall. <laughs> hey, hey, just wait. St. Louis Supercross comes around. He will be at Ballpark Village with the table. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he'll have a full-on table. And a I keg. Think, can't wait. <laughs> and a keg. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Hope I get the invite to the table. Oh, you always have the invite. <laughs> Dude, Even Anton. when you cool got him at the urinal that time, he's like, I know you're a <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. Wait, what? What, he said hi to you when you're peeing side by side? I think so, yeah. Oh, nice. Dude. Yeah, I think Razzles is a relatively new thing. It was with a shark tank when I used to go. Shark That's tank. a long time ago. If it yeah. was called something different. <laughs> shark tank. Now, dude, that alleyway, like with all those bars and strip clubs and everything, it's sketchy over there, man. Like, holy dude, cow. What what is sketchier, though, or more surprising, is the Daytona, like, general vibe of, like, all of that being right next to the water, or then on Tampa, when you're driving down the road that the stadium is on, that it's, like, Mons Venus and all these other strip clubs next to, like, an Outback Steakhouse and a car wash. And oh, all these dude. other really nice places. It's hilarious down there. Florida is its own world. Right, <laughs> and then you talk to everybody on, on track walk the next day, like, where they're all like, oh, dude, I was like, hey, man, what'd you, what'd you do last night? Oh, man, we went to the strip club. It was great, dude. <laughs> it was badass. He's like, hey, hey Anton, is Mons Venus the one that's like a restaurant? You can get a legit a little freaking T bone steak. Yeah, yeah. Bruce uh, Bruce Porter from Arai Helmets back in the day. He's yeah. like, oh man, you go to Mons Venus, you got nice prime rib and <laughs> maybe prime I don't know. rib in your face. <laughs> uh, Acropolis. I know in Portland there's one. There's Acropolis. <clears throat> it's not a good steak, but it's a steak. You know, mm. you can watch that. Uh, you can have dinner and a show there. Portland's got a lot of places like that, but the Florida ones I've never gotten the chance to go to uh, ever. Anton only goes to the one in Atlanta. I'm sure Anton's <laughs> been to the ones over over across the across the bridge in St. Louis. Was that into? Yes, Indy? I have. <laughs> oh, hey, I have too. Yes, What's I have that? Uncle Larry's. Uh, was that Larry Flint's? And I'm just gonna say that I may or may not be related to somebody that is wiped up to uh, a girl they pulled out of Larry Flint's. So, Ooh, you know. there we go. Hey, hey, I'm hey, not gonna lie. Know, I've been there. I've been there. Here's the funniest thing about all this: hearing Anton talk about strip clubs. Mm. When he wasn't living in California, and he was about to get married, we took him out for his bachelor night. Yeah. We bought him a lap dance. And the stripper comes over and goes, what is wrong with this guy? All he's doing is telling me about his fiance. Yeah. <laughs> True love, baby. True love. Wow. He goes, oh, no, I don't need to go to this place. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's I okay. I haven't been to some of these places in years, years, right? So the reason I know about some of these places is whenever I was 16, 17, my first year of Supercross, all of my friends were older than me. And I was... I was young. I was like 17. I wasn't even 18 yet, I don't think. I had um I had one of my buddies fake IDs. Cuz like they had always wanted to go to like strip club or like go out to the bars or something. And I'm like sharing a hotel room with them, so I'm like going to just sit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I remember like dude, we would go to the strip club and we had we had this one buddy who literally fall in love with 
some like a stripper every time we went. <laughs> it was so funny, man. She's and like, into me. And I had like this paper ID from one of my buddies. It was it was from Brad Noddit. He had just turned twenty one, and I had like his his paper. Like temporary temporary ID. paper id mm-hmm. and dude i used that for like two years <laughs> it was crazy like i would go in right behind him same name everything just right <laughs> behind him. no one yeah no one cared it was <laughs> dude it was so funny man and uh yeah i, I got introduced to that stuff that's I, but i haven't been to strip clubs in years yeah i haven't either there was a time a couple years ago where i was like let's put the x back in like moto x and like go see what's out there mm-hmm. and so i went to uh gold club centerfold's Outside Hangtown, uh, we went to the clubhouse in Dallas, which Dimebag Daryl from Pantera and his brother owned uh, way back in the day. And that was fun. And then we went to Magic City in Atlanta because that was the one I really, really wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And then I got the hoodie. <laughs> Anton likes a dark and I, meat. <laughs> I, I got the hoodie and I was walking around the Atlanta Supercross the next day. And like all the security people were like dapping me down. Like, you went, you went. And then I have that picture of me meeting Richard Petty with that hoodie on. Which is like one of my <laughs> Dude, I just remember, I just remember like waking up the next day, like on a Sunday and just smelling like stripper and having glitter all over my clothes. <laughs> Dude. Oh man, those are the days. Mm. Daytona. This makes me want to go to more races. Right? <laughs> it's just Florida. Like, it makes you think about it, right? Like, Florida. Mm. Yeah. Well, Don and I, when we were in Houston, when we were driving around, just everything you look off to the side, and this is no shame on that city, but everything looks like a strip club in Houston, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a I funny I think everything stri- in Texas is either a strip club or a steakhouse. Or a, a steakhouse. Place. Steak, <laughs> strip club or a steakhouse. Or it's got a big sign. Dispenser. It, like, a hundred... Ounce of steak. If you eat it, you get a picture on the wall or something. Yeah. A t-shirt. <laughs> and a t-shirt. And a lap dance. Yeah. Should we get back to the racing? Hey, wait. Hold on. Before we go to the racing, what did you do this weekend? I seen that you had some fun. Yeah. This oh, weekend? Friday. I didn't do shit. Oh, well, Friday. Friday. Oh, fri- Friday, uh, I went off-road riding with Hoppa. Yeah. You know, Jason McCune from yeah. Inside Line. <laughs> yeah, we went to an undisclosed location. Got to ride the- Hesperia, California. No, <laughs> no, undisclosed. <laughs> it's really far, but uh, yeah, it was fun. Except we rode. A, there was a lot of snow, and so it was like the first time I've ridden in that much snow, like down low. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. We took the three hundred SX KTM, mm-hmm. and uh, guys at Fox got me dialed with a set of uh, off road gear that was pretty badass. But uh, dude, the the three hundred SX KTM is badass. It is so fast and i I was talking to or i was listening to the uh the yoshimira podcast you did with dirt bike tv Mm -hmm. uh jay clark and he was talking about oh dude two strokes two strokes two strokes and you guys were you you guys were actually talking about the 300 Mm -hmm. so was it everything and more of what you thought it was going to be off-road yeah okay so last was that last year i built that husky all sweet with the uh, recluse clutch and everything two years ago two years ago yeah i had a 300 tpi husky two stroke Mm -hmm. with a recluse auto clutch in it and it was amazing it like made me twice as good as i really am because it doesn't stall right and you can lug it lug it lug it but the new bike is efi and it's sort of the same and i was a little bit scared about not having the auto clutch but it was great i didn't stall it was super fast yeah and uh, (laughs) we rode it with that bill's pipe on it Mm -hmm. the the cone look pipe and i was like 
debating. It all up? I was no, I was debating putting the stock pipe back on for one of there because I knew I was going to smash it, but uh, somehow it emerged unscathed. Nice. I crashed twice. First time I hit a rock with my front tire in the snow and flew over the bars, and the second time. I went into like four foot deep part of snow on one of the bars. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a market for this type of stuff, right? Like off-road, oh, two yeah. strokes, 300s, <clears throat> EFI. Yeah. Do you think other companies hop on this and that, like, hey, like let's build a two stroke. Perfect with- example of why they should. My, my chick's dad is like die hard Yamaha guy. Like gives me crap every year and not on a Yamaha. Yeah. I mean, you're, me and your chick's dad would get along. Yeah. Right. Ex- perfect. And so... But he he races all the big six things and stuff, and his whole friend group's slowly becoming more orange or white. And his one buddy just bought a 300 TPI, mm-hmm. and he rode it at the last round, like when they finished. And he's in love with the bike now, dude. It's and he's amazing. like, like he's got. We have this diehard Yamaha guy, all of a sudden thinking like, oh maybe I go KTM. No, nah, he needs to ride the 2023 <laughs> Yamaha 450 before he does that. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. But dude, I'll say, I think uh, off-road, especially where we went, I think a two-stroke's the way to go. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's I lighter so. and, and like, yeah. you know. And you can and with, maybe with that EFI, too, you could lug it up some of the hill climbs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not as heavy. You can, like, log hop and get over the rocks and stuff a little yeah. bit better, I think, with a two-stroke. Last yeah. year, I rode I the 300XCW or whatever, the off-road version. Mm-hmm. And, dude, like, I literally was climbing up. Like what felt like vertical stuff, not on the clutch, and the bike just would not bog out. Just like a tractor. Was that the bike that had the clutch in it? No, this was bone stock. We never did anything to it. Okay, so it was two years. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait to get that bike out at the motocross track. Actually, Mm -hmm. that's a separate injection, right? Is it separate oil and separate gas, or is it? uh, No, it's uh, the the one I took. It's it's three hundred SX. You have to premix it, so you have to mix it at like. Don't they want it like 80 to 1 or something, Something right? insane, yeah, because their regular 252 strokes are like 60 to 1, so. Yeah, so anyway, so I had oil left over from Dan the Dirt that was 40 to 1. <laughs> so I <laughs> I got the regular gas with no oil in it. I was like, glug, 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 glug. That, that should be good. I mixed it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't blow it up. So it, it, worked. <laughs> it worked good. But yeah, so the... Uh, Next week's vlog will be interesting. It has some snow footage in it. Did you look at any of that footage from... Uh... I'm going to edit it today, dude. Oh, okay. I, I was lagging last week. Oh, it's all good. It looked like you had a busy week you know, of just riding and mountain biking and just overall fun. I was here a lot, dude. <laughs> I was in the office. Yeah. The new office is so fun. I, I just come all the time. Dude, every, every time I, I ask Don where he's at, it's like he's at the new office. It's I love this place, too. Mm-hmm. It's good. I just think we need like a... Uh, a better couch than that black one mm-hmm. so we t- take naps here yeah i know we need yeah. a bed or something yeah right <laughs> one of those beds that comes out of the wall yeah that'd be perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has a nice toilet i will say that i blew it up before we did this podcast luckily there's yeah. two <laughs> yeah there's two we have a women's restroom too i should i should have went Blow that, that one. one up yeah, yeah. i should have went in that one <laughs> yeah all right so the racing oh yeah so you didn't go to the race where were you um i was uh let's see what's today today's monday so saturday um i uh i rode for the first time since uh breaking my thumb i went to paula mm-hmm. thank you for the uh bike loan mm-hmm. um rode the brand new yz 2023 450 that is just absolutely amazing just hey right out of the box the thing did you fuck my bike up <laughs> no i didn't i did not touch that thing no really no 
No. No, the thing's amazing. Like, there's, that's the thing. There's no messing up a Yamaha 450. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no messing one up. Okay. How's the clutch? It's nice. It's perfect. I didn't ride it. I didn't ride that much, right? So they had like a amateur race there at Paula this weekend. A lot of amateur kids, a lot of 50s. Um, they ended up splitting practice up. So I didn't ride too much. I probably rode the bike probably 30 minutes. Mm. Um, it was good. Uh, I made it about like 13 or 14 minutes until I couldn't hang on anymore. <laughs> just with like the, the grip strength in my thumb. And it just started getting sore. So I ended up calling it a day after that. I, did, I didn't ride too much. Um, and then yesterday I got to, uh, I went I went golfing early in the morning because um, I, I had booked it a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, didn't that hurt your hand? No, it's actually like been pretty good therapy, I feel like, for it, right? Like that and just like the the my wrist injuries and everything, it's kind of been helping me build up strength, I feel like. Um, but uh, yeah, immediately after that, I had to go. I went to uh, Chino. My mom, she's been in Mexico for the past... Uh, three weeks i think she's oh, been wow. there for the last wow. month yeah um just doing some some stuff with her family down there um getting some stuff sorted because uh, they have like uh, my my grandmother passed away oh, and uh so they have like a like she had some like businesses and properties and stuff down there that they've been trying to deal with um so yeah she's been back and forth a lot to mexico what uh, part um alisco is that way down yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, I met up with her uh, yesterday. We had lunch, and it was a very like it was at my aunt's house because uh, they live in Chino, and uh, they made this full on like Mexican authentic spread. Whew, man, it's it hit me pretty quick. Here. And that's what the bathroom <laughs> oh, was about. Oh this yeah, morning? dude, it blew the roof off the can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call it call it amblam, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, but then I I ended up driving her to LAX um, because she flew out this morning. So, um, yeah, I got to have some fun with my mom. Hadn't seen her in probably like, shit, six months. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Hey, so how was the thumb? overall and and how did you feel on the bike? Was it? I I did the jumps. Like I I still know how to ride a dirt bike, which is good. Um, I was hindered a bit, just like once the track got you know a couple breaking bumps and stuff. My my hand started sort of giving out. and it was pretty sore. Um, it's sore just like, I mean, right, like on the palm side, right? Like I, my palm is still like pretty bruised, it feels like. So it's going to take a little bit. Indy's not going to be pretty. Um, but but I'm, I miss being at the races. Like I need to go out there and just at least try and do something. Like I hate just being at home. Mm-hmm. Like I had fun going to Dallas. You know, like I f- had fun. But this weekend I was like twiddling my thumbs and I, I absolutely hated it. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I should be there. Um, so... Yeah, how do you, uh, how do you think Indy will go? Do you think you can get a shot? Before yeah, I think I think I can get a shot and then um, get some put some tape on it. And um, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna make the main. I know that it's not in the cards. I don't, I don't think. Um, but I can go there and, and do a couple laps and practice and and maybe and. And maybe like make something happen. Maybe get a good result, right? Like mm-hmm. make a little bit of money because all I'm doing right now is just sitting on my ass and and training. Um, but I'm just losing money at this point. So I need to go. I need to go do my job half ass, I guess, which is shitty to say. But I need to do something. <laughs> mm. You know. Hey, when you miss a race, like would you? Would you miss three now? Two. 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 
Did you pre-enter those already or do you enter like every week? Yeah. So I pre-entered, um, those already, but, uh, um, you get your money back or they just give you rain checks? Uh, yeah, you can move, you can move to, Oh, so you haven't entered like, yeah, I haven't Seattle entered all of them. No, okay, no, no, no. Yeah. I haven't entered all of them. So like I can just have them moved to moved over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about you, Chase? What'd you do this weekend besides look at your bike parts? Yeah. I stared at my bike parts and cried for a couple of days. No, uh, dude, Friday, I got like the worst call I've gotten in a long time from my mom, hysterical that my grandpa collapsed and some shit. So luckily he's all good right now, but I had to go to the hospital with him. And then, uh, Saturday we spent kind of just like figuring out what to do with him. Cause my uncles are so far away. And then, uh, obviously watched the race and yeah, yesterday I held hands all day. So, oh. <laughs> So World Series of Love. He was hoping to have this bike build this week. Yeah. Because he... His bicycle, right? He, yeah. He yeah. bought a new specialized stump jumper Evo frame, S-Works frame. Schwartz. And he's been getting all the parts and everything. And he thought he was going to get it together. I literally had all the parts in my truck. Mike was like, hey, yeah, yeah. Let's let's like hurry ASAP. Let's get it done. Had all the parts in my truck, which was kind of a pain in the ass to get all this. And like not like, oh, what did I forget? And then I, I get in my truck and Mike's like, dude, I don't have the, the, bottom, have the bracket. bottom bracket. Dude, ordered. the bottom bracket, it, it's, it, dude, it's every time that thing it's a headache. That or I the mean, headset. You need a different head, yeah. Bottom bracket or the headset. Mm. Um, but man, Anton, so let's, let's get back to the racing. What do you think uh, about seven times? That's insane. Eli Tomac. He's a bad dude. Dude, he is He's a, a bad, bad dude. dude. But dude, Cooper Webb, Cooper Webb's a bad dude too. I almost yeah. wore my Cooper Webb hat again this weekend because... Yeah or today because it's like you everyone knows that Eli is so good mm-hmm. at this race and you could tell that he was pushing right yeah. like you could tell maybe he had another gear but we don't know that so dude Coop was on his ass the whole main event did not let him go anywhere i mean i mean kudos what? to Coop and I, I don't know if Coop would have held him off if he had not had that mistake but dude it's like they were ripping mm. yeah so I, I mean, I'm in complete agreement with you on all of it, Ray. Because uh, even looking back to last year, you know, Coop on a bike he didn't really like, and he led a lot of that race and really put it in until the incident with Shane in those last few laps and mm-hmm. and made Eli catch him there. So I came into this weekend like thinking, wow, this is going to be really good, especially with Cooper on a bike that he likes now and Eli. I think kind of still figuring his bike out in some ways. I don't think it's like a massive hunt to try to find the perfect setting or anything like that but it's not this ridiculous eli speed that you would think of considering how fast and dominant he's been with the five wins that he's gotten totally so as practice was going on through the day uh you know and eli wasn't at the top of the board through any of it i was like oh wow this is kind of weird and he even admitted you know throughout the night show that he just wasn't good during the day and then he figured it out when the lights came on and the track came to him but that main event was unbelievable just mm-hmm. to watch that because you saw the photo that I posted, um, Alex, and, and the one that was on the race report. It's those two yeah. right out of the gate. I mean, barreling into the first turn and it's on. Yeah. A friend of mine and I had a conversation before the race started. Like, what do you think is going to happen as the race goes off? Like, if Eli wins, Eli's got the momentum now and he's going to go on a tear. If Cooper gets this win, this is really going to continue to bring the momentum into his favor for this championship, going into some tight stadiums with some really soft dirt that he's going to excel at. And if Chase doesn't get this one, he's slowly going to start 
fading off the back of it a bit. And mm. that's pretty much what happened. You know, Cooper and Eli were on another level and Chase just never had it in him to, to even try to catch the toe with them on Saturday night during the main. It was great in practice, but it just wasn't there. And it was a dogfight between those two. I mean, even for them to make contact going into that shelf jump, you know, Eli's going to try to block the inside line for that off camber. And Cooper's like, no, you're not, dude. I'm going there. Like, this yeah. is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a that great was, race. That was a crazy section of the track. Right? Really yeah. Was, and yeah. for and for Eli not to go over the handlebars there. Because it was like he was close. He was yeah. riding the nose, yeah. his, man. His uh, bike handling ability there and skill yeah, and he's balance. Just a freaking amazing. animal, man. He's, mm-hmm. just, he's just a big man. <coughs> hey, Anton, you touched on it last year, how close they were until the Shane incident. <coughs> Dude, did you any of you guys notice on the final lap, they're a second and a half apart, and Tomac gets it by Shane. And Shane's right there, and I'm like, oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I did not. I didn't see. I saw them passing Chase Marquia in the last few laps yeah. uh, going into that off-camera section, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's but, so yeah. crazy, though, that they're lapping Shane on the last lap two years in a row. Again. Like, that's just so weird, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, like, watching that race, and, and we could go about it all for hours, you know, when Cooper made that move and then got going, it was almost like too soon. Like, he almost yeah. needed to have that happen a few minutes later, and unfortunately it didn't, but he didn't have to make that move when the opportunity struck because he, like, got him a bit when he passed him back, and then Cooper was making that big charge again. Dude, Cooper's pace in the last five minutes of a moto is unbelievable. It doesn't matter where it is. And at Daytona, I mean, the most demanding track, he was he was making moves. He was really chipping away at the time, and then the last lap, it just was too little, too late. Mm. But to watch Eli kind of lay a moto out and where he's strong and then where he kind of looks like he checks up a bit and then he saves some energy to push at the end and where Coop's strategy is due to watch those two dudes just go head to head. It's amazing. Like we are so fortunate to watch that right now. And you could tell that that vibe was just radiating off the fans too. Like everybody knew we were just seeing a great battle between those guys. Mm -hmm. So then they get up on the podium I'm sure they showed a little bit of it on TV, but they'll never do credit to it. Eli was more hyped up on that podium than he was at Donations, hands yeah. down. Like I was waiting, <laughs> oh, wow. dude. I was waiting for the goggles to come on and him to just start ripping tear offs on yeah, the podium. I saw somebody's story. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. And then so then Cooper, he's like doing the head nod and he's Eli's shaking the water. <laughs> like he poured his whole monster water can over the crowd. He was keyed up. Cooper's like fifteen feet away on the other side of the podium. And he's got the thousand yard stare and the whole crowd is chanting like one more year, one more year for Eli and Eli's <laughs> getting pumped and Cooper's just staring Dude. and you can hear there. It got kind of quiet. And this one guy goes, you mad Coop? And he just looked at the guy and he goes, yeah. And he smiled. And then everybody just erupted in laughter and Cooper did too. Like these guys are going for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cooper's comments about Eli in the podium. That was great. The level of respect that's there is huge right now, and that's going to make this next few races even better because these guys are ready to go for it, and they know it's just going to be heads-up racing. It's not going to be any bullshit. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know that that corner? The with, one where a lot of shit Yeah, the happened. Barsha Sexton corner. But did you see early in the race when Eli went on the outside and cut in? Yeah. And it looked like they almost So close, yeah. yeah. So I was close. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it's funny because from the broadcast, you can't really see that the angle of that corner or right. something. I, I wish that they had a ground level 
camera, camera there yeah, to show how cool. gnarly it was because it was way off camera, right? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on in that corner. I feel like, dude, th- that little switchback section made a lot of uh, in- for a lot of interesting moments throughout the race, both yeah. classes, really. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought AP was going to be a little bit better. I had some money riding on him on the Moto Bookie app. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought he was. I so thought he was smooth. Dude. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be like P four, man. I, I, that's what I yeah. thought. I thought he yeah. was going to be right off the podium behind Sexton. I mean, he does good at at Daytona. Um, that one year he did get hurt there. I don't know if that's in the back of his head. Um, but but in years, the past few years, I feel like he's been pretty solid and he's been getting better throughout the year. I, I just thought that he would be a little bit better. Yeah, dude, I was I was kind of surprised to see how far back Chase was. Obviously, he kept making mistakes, but I dude, mean, so many even, mistakes. Like Barsha was clearly faster than him. I mean, well, Barsha had the fastest lap in the main, I guess. Barsha was ripping all day. Ripping. I guess. Yeah. But like, dude, for, I don't know. It was just kind of a, a weird event for, uh, for Sexton. But mm-hmm. dude, Barsha, like, what do you think he said to Chase at the end? <laughs> were they talking? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they were? I, I don't know. Anton, did you get anything on how was your weekend after that? No. no. Uh, I got to talk to Sexton. The, okay, so that's the other thing about Daytona. So then when they brought everybody off the podium, they take them by a police escort on these golf carts to that media center that's on the other side of the property. And then those guys never come back to the pits. They get dropped off at their motorhomes. So Barsha went straight to his motorhome pretty much after the race. Cooper went to his motorhome, and Eli went to his motorhome. And I'm not going to go to their trucks to bother them like that. Like, if they're not at the team rig, that's not my place to go knock on their apartment door. <laughs> um, in that regard, really. So uh, I didn't get to talk to them about that, but I wanted to talk to Barsha about it because, dude, he was flying yeah. all day. Like, just even to try to do that tunnel jump in practice, Justin was, was ready for it on Saturday, and it's unfortunate that he got caught up in – two of chase's mistakes like that but i dude, don't think how, chase how, even realized he was there the first that time neither of them crashed and yeah. either of those dude yeah i think i mean i don't know the second one for barsha i think that was a little bit of impatience and anger yeah uh but the first did one chase was just stall it right before that yeah it yeah, like yeah, Ch- yeah chase stalled it and he it just got going as soon as barsha just came off and just <laughs> it looked like barsha at that point wanted to jump onto his back yeah 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 Yeah, but uh, i was expecting you- a dismount and then like a <laughs> yeah. yeah okay Rewatch that after Justin picks his bike up. If you watch his left hand, it looks like he's holding his grip from the bottom. No, he does that around that turn. That's <laughs> unbelievable. I watched it three times last night and was pointing out to Megan, like, look how fast he jumped up and was ready to go and then did that turn like well, that. Like he right. was on it. Yeah. How about his patience in the first incident to not even like get on the gas on the side of the track or anything? Like, dude, he had to be fuming when he got jumped yeah. into. You probably get fined if you do a dip. A burnout on the Daytona grass. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, I, I was just cracking up watching the broadcast when they ran in the second time. Mm-hmm. This is just pretty wild. Like, uh, oh, a lot of mistakes from Chase and just bad luck on Barsha. It's like, it's not like Chase did that to try to be dirty to Barsha. It was just a mistake and Barsha yeah. hit him, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't think uh, so. I know a lot of racers wear earplugs. Yeah. So I don't even know if he might even heard Barsha if he wears earplugs, right? Like, how could you not hear Barsha? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> See, I thought I thought the same thing, A Ray. I think that A because he made that mistake where he made it, 
and then how much time Justin was able to make up right away. Like, there's no way that he knew Justin was going to be to his right behind him when he faded that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way. And then the second time, that's just what what luck and what timing. But Justin saw, like, oh, he messed up. I got to go right now. And then yeah. Chase just fades left. Um, I and, think Chase might wear earplugs, actually. And with how tight that section is, I mean, he probably heard him. But who knows? That could have been from him tripling in, or something, right? I yeah, mean, three. Lanes and I don't. Right and I don't think Chase meant to go that far right. I just think that the track was gnarly at that point in time, right? I mean, the ruts were were crazy all mm-hmm. all night. Yeah, dude. How about the sand section? Yeah. It was so gnarly. Yeah. Now I wanted to ask you today on this thing, like when guys go inside there, you're obviously bearing your tire. So are you shifting down, or are you trying to like pull a high gear? Through the inside line. It seems like if you were like in second well, if, gear wide if, open, you'd just be spinning tired. Say if you're watching the broadcast and you listen to the guys um, going through that section, it sounds like they're in freaking second gear just wide open, right? When you hear mm-hmm. Eli and he's just like ripping the clutch, him and Chase. Um, it just depends on on the type of rider, right? I would say taller gear would, would help more like to, to shift up. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, whenever you're in that race situation, I think everything's just out the window at that point. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like ruts. that sand was as deep this year either. Yeah, so that sand, a lot of people don't understand. It's not like your typical like Southwick sand or uh, any like a WW Ranch sand. It's not like a dirt bike track sand. It is the freaking sand that they put in sand bunkers on a golf course. Mm. <laughs> That's so what like it is. Singapore. No, it's worse than Singapore. Singapore. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's way worse. Singapore is like riding on hard pack. Compared to that? Yeah, riding on the beach is like riding on hard pack versus what the, the sand is that they put in the Supercross track. I swear to you. Hmm. I don't know. That section of ruts after it? Yeah. No, like, no thank you. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. And that, and that sand, it's so thick and... I don't know. It's weird. It's thick and it's slick and it'll pull you and slide and everything. It's just no traction. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird base. It's yeah. I I don't know. Um, how many paddle tires were there this weekend, Anton? So that's the thing. Not really that many. I talked to the Dunlop guys about that. A uh, couple two fifty guys went to it. Um, Hunter was on a sand tire, but then. A lot of other guys really just want to stay with the tires that they know, especially because so much of the other part of the track is like a normal supercross. Clay, and then yeah. the whoops look clay, slick. Like dude, that, that whoop clay is so slick. And that red clay is very, very slick. Like I almost fell and busted my ass on Friday, just walking around the track because they had watered it and I lost my footing. I almost fell right in front of J bone. Um, so I can that- see where, uh, I can see where a paddle tire wouldn't be beneficial. Yeah. And that. you can see after that triple on the end of that right hander, it looked like, almost like ice mm-hmm. going into that right yeah. little that little tight rut before the whoops that they were hitting on the inside it was slick there how about another that? thing go ahead don how about that one tough block that everybody kept landing on oh the quad yeah yeah oh, that poor thing Sorry. was that was that section angled a little bit to the left is that why people kept jumping off to the right no no it's it's just tough going from a three on off and then landing in ruts all the way across the track and it, like if you're off centered or if your weight's pushing right or left it'll pull you that way mm. and, it, and it's just tough that way and and then too like the way that face was you going on off dude it was it was crazy i seen deegan do it in the main event like 
he like skimmed his rear wheel off of the landing and then like just bounced quad. Like it's like <laughs> he didn't even like hit the transition at all. He just like bounced and he was just up in the air. It was really weird and it looked like it had a kicker on it too. I don't know. That jump just looked sketchy to me. Mm. I'd have probably landed on that tough block too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So back to what Avery was talking about that turn before the whoops. I pointed this out when we were rewatching the race last night. Dude, even on the first whoop, once the jump line formed, everybody found the little acceleration bump that they were using as the pre-jump to set up into that. And the way those whoops were built, those were some big dog whoops. Like they were probably up to my lower chest, and I'm like six foot tall. Um, they were far apart. Far apart, and the way they were built, like you were really rewarded for skimming them, but by the end of the night, you couldn't. Because when you went to jump them, they popped you up so high. There was no stay low line to jump through those at all. You were going super high up in the air through all of them. And honestly, I think like at the beginning of the main event, I think that's where Coop was was pulling his gap a little bit. Yeah. I felt like Coop was better on that side of the track. Mm-hmm. But Eli, like after the finish line, dude, that whole section, I think that's where Eli sort of caught Coop. But then Coop could sort of gap him in the tighter sections on the other side of the track. But, um, but yeah, I mean, once I, I just, I would like to look at the dart fish, but I, I thought it was a lot of setup for Coop where he was hitting the whoops. Cause he was cutting down and hitting the whoops on the far right and then going all the way left to triple double into that next corner. So I, I don't know for me, I felt like he was losing a lot of time trying to square that turn up because you had, he had Eli like right there on the inside, um, to hit the whoops. So I, I felt like that was like a mistake. I, th- I think if I were if I were Coop, I didn't I didn't see the left side of the whoops. I would say like flow that turn around a little bit, carry momentum, and hit him on the left side. But shit, he he was smart to move to that inside rut. Yeah, you know, mid race. Yeah, mid race. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while we're talking about Coop, can I just ask what you think of the kit chase? Did you like the let's get tropical stuff? Uh dude. So I really like the boots. Uh, yeah, that was cool that they matched. I don't know the pa- the pattern was cool. I just thought it was like everywhere, like even on the number font and the name. It was but, his helmet too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cool. I mm-hmm. like how they tied everything together. I think it's cool when different brands like that work together on a kit. You know, like mm-hmm. we see it from Bell and Fox quite a bit. But yeah, it was cool. I like to see that Thor's doing some custom stuff every once in a while, especially with Cooper. What did you think of the Alpine Stars kit? I thought I it was thought- cool how everyone wore it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I I think there's a lot of good kits, dude. I like the A-Stars kits. I liked the fly kits, actually. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like the purple fly kit. I liked... No. I liked... Yeah. Um, I liked it. Hampshires. I like Hampshires. Hampshires. I liked the <clears throat> the red and blue that Hymas was wearing. I didn't get to see the stuff that um, Colt Nichols would have wore because he didn't race, but I feel like it would have been the yeah. best. Yeah. Let's hurt. He hit his head like yeah. first, like head first. Yeah, he, he, then, he didn't get knocked out though, but yeah, during practice, oh, first qualifier. And then the flagger that picked his bike up, uh, mistakenly held it open or picked it up and held it wide open, oh and then broke his arm. Oh my god! Wait, the yeah. flagger broke his arm. The flagger broke his arm. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was kind of nutty down there on the floor. Whoa, whoa, wait, how? How did he break his arm? It yanked it, his arm so hard because it flung out of socket. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just heard that the guy broke his arm, and then um, 
one of the main supervisors for Feld, that's the on-track guy, like he leads all of the dudes in the helmets that work for Feld, he had to pick the flag up and then run it for the practice session because the flagger that needed to be there had a bunch of travel delays and didn't get there until the afternoon. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of chaos down there this weekend because the storms that are happening everywhere, just little by little, a lot of people did get affected by it in yeah. weird ways. Yeah, so that... yeah, it's weird because then you like you hear all these stories going on through the weekend, like this guy's having this thing, and this guy's this, and this is going on, and then they all kind of tie back together to one common denominator. Mm. That <laughs> section claimed a lot of people, though. I mean, Ferrandis Press Day, Colt. And then Norn, mm. it looked like Norn was knocked out at the end of the second qualifier. And then uh, Jesse Flock on the other side of yes. the track, he broke his arm, and he it, he looked like he was out cold, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about RJ Hampshire? Dude, Dude he was ripping. So sick. Yeah, he was ripping. It like tamed him down almost. It was weird. He yeah, I wonder. So... I wonder if they if they did anything to to the bike, right? Like to mellow it out, because like you hear. Guys coming off of the 250 onto the 450, um, wanting a, a more less power, right? Like I uh, heard it from Colt, maybe Ferrandis. Yeah, Ferrandis, like tune the bike down a little bit. Um, I wonder if that, if anything like that was going on, or if they messed with like transmission ratios or anything like that. Yeah, or maybe he's just being extra respectful of the bike because it's his first race. I mean, yeah, maybe he looked good. Yeah, I think Real he good. did look good. I didn't. I didn't see any sketchy moments from him. I did in the whoops a little bit. Yeah. 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 But no, I thought that was really cool for him though. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, <laughs> for him to just come out 450 debut to win a heat race. And then eighth, I think. No. What, was it eighth? I, mean, I know he. He was in top 10. Yeah, I'm pretty he, sure he got eighth. I mean, he beat his teammate. Yeah. yeah. Christian got That's 10th. rough. You know that heat race had to feel just like a moto down in Albans, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. Coop's right there. Um, that was great. He, he told me that he, the first few days that he had on the bike, he was over jumping everything, getting used to it, but was still on 250 suspension. So a Ray, (laughs) could you explain how much of a difference that would be? Yeah, that would be a lot of difference, right? So, uh, different spring rates. Um, it, it would probably feel a little bit softer to him, right? Um, who knows? He might have even raced with it this weekend. It might have been a little bit better for Daytona, Daytona yeah. just with it being like a lot of like breaking bumps and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 250 to 450, it's it's quite a bit different. You have to factor in like the weight of the bike, um, you know, like the power, the delivery, right? Like so um, 250 versus 450, say if you get on the gas, the 250 wouldn't squat right. as, much as much as yeah. a 450. So if you put the 250 stuff on the 450, when you get on the gas, where there's so much more through. torque, you're going to have like a lot of, uh, I would say pitch, mm-hmm. um, a lot of acceleration, squat. acceleration, squat and deceleration, deceleration pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, Jay Coop. Yeah. Jay Coop. I think sixth place was really badass to end his little, uh, 450 stretch yeah. on. Mm hmm. I yeah, mean, I hope he gets a, a deal next year because he looked really good on that. Yeah, race. I'm sure he will. I mean, dude, like, he, he's already he's done enough to prove himself of worthy of a ride. You know, I think. Um, do you think um, he races more? Say, if if Ferrandis doesn't pull this stuff together, no. I don't think so. No, no. so it's yeah. it's full on. Like, hey, we're riding the 250 this week. We're going to outdoors and we're getting ready for the outdoor championship. Yeah, yeah. What happened to Ferrandis? 
She took a trip. Well, to I, I know. I know he crashed, but like, he bu- uh, I think he was just banged up. Cause he tried. He, he rode, rode practice. Dude, he got like I think it was fifth in first qualifier. Like it wasn't his times weren't crazy off or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just didn't come out for the second quality. Dude, poor guy. So everything that I've been hearing in the last two weeks, he did an interview with Pascal, uh, one of the main French media guys. He does all the Team France stuff. Pascal had talked to him, and he said that when they got done, that just in the conversation, which was pretty soon after the Houston crash, that Dylan's like, man, I'm really tired. Like, it, this mentally wore me out. Mm. And then the first couple days, and Dylan explained this in Newsbreak, he's just like, yeah, it, it took a lot out of me to just try to focus on things. Like, mm. I, it, this one was really hard to come back from. I was really surprised that he came back for Daytona, which would, you know, we all think about the gnarliest race, but... Yeah. Maybe it because it's more similar to Moto, he felt like it being more open and spread out would be a better reintroduction into racing. Um, but he looked good on Friday until that crash, and then I wasn't really surprised when he set out Saturday because that that crash was a hard slam. It looked just like McAdoo's him getting caught in the bike. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Like hate to say it because this is something that could happen to anybody riding, but dude he got so lucky his hand doesn't come down into the tire or the chain or mm-hmm. this or that when you yeah. get flung over. Like best case scenario for a terrible crash was the fact that he just walked off that one. Yeah. Oof. yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite and Edge Hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at intensecycles.com a look. 
Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstarter podcast presented by ProTaper. Uh, we also have a nice sponsor in Racetech. Racetech gold valve kits are a, are a revalve in a box. Have you ever just gotten a box? <laughs> I've, ne- I've never a gotten a revalve in a box. No. Okay. You've gotten box before, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Racetech gold valve kits are a revalve in a box. When you purchase a Racetech gold valve kit, you unlock access to over 35 years of R&D and the same settings you can get at the headquarters in Corona, California. Whether you're a do-it-yourself installer, a dealer, an authorized Racetech service center, or sending your suspension to headquarters, you're 100% guaranteed to experience performance that exceeds your highest expectations. Unless it's done at that one place. I mean, you know, that one place, that one place. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, um, I'm going to get some gold valves in the Harley soon. I think. Yeah. Are yeah. you? Yeah, I think so. Sick. When you modify your Harley suspension, can you really tell? Is it just like, so Oh, it went through thing. that. It went through that driveway. My, dip a little bit my race tech shocks, huge difference. But really? the problem is I didn't do anything in the front. So now my bike feels like a pile of shit. So really? Yeah. Does a Harley get head shake? Yeah, yeah that's really? the Dyna shake. The Dyna wobble. Yeah, it's terrifying. Dyna <laughs> wobble. Wow. I was on a particularly shitty part of the 91 freeway going towards Riverside all of, the other all day. All of it's shitty, yeah. And uh, this Harley passed me <laughs> with a chick on the back. And you know, like, where the, the, the concrete's together and there's yeah. a crack in the middle? The guy hit that shit. Oh, yeah. And he wobbled and the yeah. chick's legs flew out. I was like, I there's, was waiting for them to eat shit. There's nothing like dashboard. hitting a rut on a Harley going 90. Yeah. There's a good rut on the on the 15 right here if you're going southbound right before a railroad. Mm. If you look next time you go and like coming to the office, look between the, the fast lane and the middle lane. You'll yeah. notice there's like a five inch gap in the concrete. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's not fun. Well, I stay off the road, man. Yeah. Stay off the road. Stay, stay on the dirt. Harley, man. <laughs> I saw Dahmer road like. Dahmer's a road warrior. Where, where did he, he run 300 miles or something on the adventure? 20-something miles, yeah. On the uh, KTM adventure? Yeah. Husky, husky, husky sorry. Adventure. Husky adventure. Dude, that's like, a, that's like a squared. A husky guy on a husky. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm jealous of Dahmer on that. That adventure Dude. life looks like so fun. Right? I know that's coming for me one day. I'm excited for it. Hey, remember, that when, remember like a couple months ago when Dahmer thought he was better than everybody? He's fucking, he wasn't drinking beers. Like he was all eating healthy and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like he was all straight edge. And then next thing you know, he's just off the wagon having lunch at Rodrigo's with we, Kenny Taco Bell. Well, yeah. we, we may have gone talk and got some tacos last Monday too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tofu, yeah, he was at tofu the mini, tacos? He was at the mini major eating his special fueling with a beer. With a beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Modelo time. Yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so... Uh, We, we don't have the pro taper giveaway anymore. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to like figure out different shit to give away every, each week. So, uh, the most mentioned product I think in our podcast Easily. is the O'Neill RDX 2.2 boot. And, uh, I've got, I've got the blessing from daddy Frank and uncle Mark to give a pair away. So dude, I'm going to tell you whoever wins this right here, life changing. It's going to be life changing. They're going to be an O'Neill rider for life. If they aren't already an O'Neill rider, you know, they're going to be enjoying the ride so much more, whether it be on a dual sport, whether it be on a dirt bike, pit bike, anything. 
O'Neill RDX 2.2 is the boot of choice. So, okay, so how does RDX 2.2 boot run size-wise as compared spot to... Spot on. Spot on. Yeah. So I, wear a, I wear a size 9. And you wear a 9 shoe or a 9.5 shoe? I wear a 9.5 shoe sometimes, but, like, I, I'm in between sizes for shoes and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm, like, a 9.5, but O'Neill doesn't have half sizes, so yeah. I run a 9. Just yeah, for so you, a little bit tighter. Like yeah, most motocross boots, you kind of go yeah. the size yeah. down, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you want to win a pair of O'Neill RDX 2.2 boots and enjoy the ride like Alex Ray. Listen, let me tell you, this is a... The, the retail on these boots are like 400 bucks, right? So this is a wow. big this wow. is a big prize. Yeah. That's pretty massive, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Leave a comment. Leave a comment on SwatMotorLive.com on the Kickstart podcast post. Not on YouTube. I mean, we read the ones on YouTube and laugh, but yeah, those are you got to leave it, it on the website. Yeah. I like this, man. I like this a lot. <laughs> One would say that I'm like, I don't know, like this This gets me going. You're getting bricked up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might be. <laughs> my, my RDX 2.2s are on Sentosa Beach. Still? Yeah. yeah, they're at Pablo's house. Oh, yeah, they're at Pablo's. <laughs> so that when I go back to race again, I don't you have, have boots. to take boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, 250 class. No big surprise. Uh, mm, Thrasher, I guess. I thought oh. Thrasher was going to be... I mean, Thrasher was good all day. Yeah. I, I just thought his end result would be different. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about the first lap crash or first lap incident. So did I hear that Hunter was claiming he didn't didn't know anyone was there or something after Is the race? Is he blind? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> when I watched it, it looked like Thrasher was falling before Hunter came. Through. Yeah, so I, I think Thrasher was going to go around the turn. He wasn't anticipating Hunter to come in right there, right? There was a line there where Hunter was going. I just think that he turned and then he was like, oh shit, and sort of leaned into him, right? Like, yeah. and sort of tucked the front. So he, yeah, he was going down either way, I feel like. Um, I just feel like, I, I don't know. If, I, if I'm if i Hunter, that's the one guy I'm not very aggressive with because I know yeah. that that is the one guy I think that can upset the championship. Maybe not win the championship, but he could maybe do something he could get up to you. Yeah, he yeah. could he could he's the guy you're racing with, I would say. I mean, yeah, he's had some bad nights. He's out of the points for the championship, but like I think he's a guy who can one of the only guys who can run with Hunter's speed. Yeah. Especially when we get to the speedways or like a you know, or maybe like a, a more ruddier track. Hell, like Indy this weekend, I think mm-hmm. I think Thrasher is is uh that's where he sort of shines at, right? Like um I think Thrasher really excels at some of the tracks that have, like, I mean, speedway tracks for one, and then tracks that have very big, long sets of whoops. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about um, both the speedways that he's won at, um, you think about Salt Lake last year, the last round, had that long set of whoops uh, along the, I don't know, fucking, yeah. <laughs> he uh, He's just really good at hitting the whoops i think i think he's one of the better guys i mean hunter is as well too but like i think that if thrasher gets a start i mean he's he's one of the favorites mm-hmm. yeah um i think it goes back to what we said after what was it tampa between those two like the race 
craft that Hunter has is completely different than Jets because he is going to bully you for position to get those spots. And and if you watch Howard's Your Weekend, like he's somewhat apologetic about the takeout, but he's like, yo, I'm, I'm racing to win. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm. it sucks he went down, but I'm going forward. I thought Nate's pass line, super creative. The way that he split them going into the sand with Tom right there and then to try to rail that outside berm that was built into the sand that had just been rebuilt before the main event. I mean, if he would have, it would have been a good pass. Yeah. And then Hunter saw it and was like, yeah, you're not doing that, dude. Like, here I come. Yeah. Uh, as far as Nate's knee injury, he's only riding a little bit during the week, but this is a pretty good one. I mean, but he's not letting it phase him. The team and I talked about it on Friday because uh, there was a little bit of confusion on how we found out about it, you know, and, and where all that was coming from. But they don't think it's a big deal. Like, yeah, it sucks that he's got it, but they're not using it as, a, as an excuse or anything like that. He just has to show up on Saturday and do his job. He's doing it. Um, so, so and dude, the fact he finished after even doing the same jump crash that Moran's yeah. did and then still jumped up, you know, wasn't and he really was hurt up, twisted he up. To be, yeah. Yeah. That kid's a little warrior. Mm-hmm. Can we Tennessee expect tough, him, bro? He's Tennessee. Yeah. Can we expect him to not race outdoors then? Like, is that what, we're just kind of all assuming that he's going to go get surgery done and be ready for next year's well, Supercross? I don't know. He, dude, he could probably race outdoors and be pretty damn fast outdoors if yeah. he doesn't have an ACL right now. Like, if they yeah. can just keep maintaining it, he could be a sleeper pick for, you know, some moto wins. Mm-hmm. Jay Coop's going to need some help getting that championship, too, his last one. Yeah. Hunter's going to be his main rival and Joe, I think, in those two. So if Star's got a couple guys to help, mm-hmm. tee if it I, up a bit. If I'm Thrasher, though, like, I mean, definitely – Shit, if I'm Thrasher and I start the season in outdoors and I'm I'm like not so so. If I'm like yeah. if I'm like so so, I'm hitting up RJ and asking him like, "Hey dude, where yeah. where was your surgeon at?" I mean, he's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. R- remember RJ, he was running running in 6 weeks. Oh my god. Running on the road in 6 weeks with that with that surgeon in and Nashville. He was back riding or ACL. racing in 3 3 months, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I'm saying. So this way, I mean, he's already eligible for the uh Super motocross, so like maybe yeah. skip half the season of outdoors and then be ready for that. Yeah, it's not a bad plan. Um, do you think what comes around goes around pretty soon, eh, Ray? Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking so. Yeah. You what you said about how I don't think that Nate was out of that championship until that one. Yeah. Like I think totally. Nate legitimately because Hunter still could have had because like, he was what third in race. points. Yeah. Yeah, he was third, third. in points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third or fourth, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, it, all it takes is Max not finishing on the podium one time. It takes Hunter getting a third somewhere. If just something crazy happens, something mm-hmm. at one of those two showdowns that, that could have did it. Uh, yeah, Nate's championship is pretty much done. But Yeah, now it's over a race, over a, a race lead. It's like 26 points or something like that. Yeah. 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 And so – he doesn't have anything to lose. He could make Hunter's life hell if he wants to. Yeah. Right. And and like and like, that's what I was saying. I'm like, he's out of the championship. He has nothing to lose. And if he gets to start, he's one of the favorites to win. And he's one of the guys who can – he's one of the only guys who can run with Hunter's speed. Yeah. Hey, Anton, what do you think, uh, you know, being in person at the races, trackside, Hunter, Jet? How, they, how do they stack up? How are you expecting things to sure turn out uh, at the, still, uh, you know, the shootout at the showdowns? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's still Jet, dude. Jet's like it's unreal to mm-hmm. watch Jet at Oakland. Like 
that was unreal to watch him. There's nobody in the 250 class that's as fast as Jet. You know, he if everything can go well and he can get out and get the start, that kid could cruise to two wins at two showdowns with no problems mm-hmm. at all. You know, and that's not to discredit Hunter or anything like that because I think that. That, it's not even a slide at all. So no one should ever take it that way. But Hunter's at a different point in his 250 career than he is right now because of the setbacks that he encountered with his health a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. took him so long to get it figured out. And now he's good and he's clicking off these wins. But to be fair, I mean, he's kind of in the end of his 250 career. He may do 250 next year or he may get bumped up to the 450 if he wants to next outdoor season. But Jets, you know, I would think a little further ahead in the 250 progression that he's topped out. Like he can't ride that bike any better where I think Hunter could still have a couple things get smoothed out and figured Mm -hmm. out starts, whatever first lap positioning, any of that stuff to really become the next big guy in the 250 class. Mm -hmm. And he'll have this summer to do it. What do you think about, uh, Hunter, you know, obviously supercross they're on different coasts and stuff. What's his demeanor at the track versus nationals when he has to race his brother? Um, well, their demeanor is completely different. Like Hunter, no matter what, just seems so focused. And like what he said in the, how was your weekend thing this weekend? That dude is definitely still motivated by all of the sacrifices that that entire family has made to get to this point. Like that mm-hmm. shit is still fresh in his mind because mm-hmm. he's the first one that went through it and was the older one that saw it. So I think where he may assume a lot of people always bringing up like, Oh, jet this and this family, this and this, that Hunter knows what they did and didn't have. And mm-hmm. he's really, really trying to keep that going. Um, I kind of think he might be getting a little frustrated that they're always trying to mention them as like a duo still. Like even the announcers at the track are like, he came off after the first time qualifying session Mm -hmm. and no disrespect to the track uh, announcer, but he asked Hunter one question about his lap and then he goes, Hey, is your brother here? And Hunter's (laughs) like, what? And he's like, yeah, is Jet here? And Hunter's like, yeah. And then the guy goes, all right, guys. Jet and Hunter Lawrence here at Daytona and oh ended the interview. God, and it's like, dude, there's so much more to it than that. Like, please yeah. separate them a little bit because you just can't keep boxing them up together. They're two separate yeah. dudes with completely different personalities and lifestyles. And that's how you're going to make them better than trying to sell them as this like tag team duo. That's yeah. kind of like when everyone kept asking Malcolm, where's your brother? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, even the broadcast, like we haven't gone a week without them mentioning Jet. Or even showing Jet on the screen. In the like, stands, it's insane. Right? Like, they showed him for, like, two <laughs> minutes just watching the race with Lucas this round. Like, I get it. He's he's great for our sport and all that. But kind of what Jet was saying at Anaheim, I think, like, just stop shoving him down everyone's throat, right? Yeah. Mm. The family knows that, that it's out of their control. It's not something that they're yeah. trying to do, you know. But, hey, man, you can't blame the TV people, though, because Jet can't walk five feet in public at a race without being just clamored on just screaming everybody 35 year old men 10 year old kids teenage girls old women (laughs) they see that kid and they lose their minds old women Mm -hmm. hey uh and deegan both of them yeah Yeah. dude deegan unbelievable (laughs) oh my god how loud was that crowd when he was coming through the deegan's cheers were louder than hunter's cheers by far yeah. Bro, I will. I'll say this. Whenever they screen that, whenever they put like him on the screen, whenever he was riding, he had just moved into third place. He was 
sending it. Like yeah. not not sending it, but he was pushing hard. And mm-hmm. I and even like at the end of the race, still pushing hard. Like the kid has some massive talent for mm-hmm. one, but at the same time, he has the fitness to go with it. Mm-hmm. Like the dude is strong, man. Yeah. You think creative too? Yeah, very creative. You think with the right circumstances he can win a race this year? I do. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, after after watching him the way he rode in that in Daytona, maybe the stars are going to have to align. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe for yeah. sure. I just get I get so pumped to hear him on the podium and then talk to him in person. Yeah, Brian has done such a great job of raising that kid. He's like. You know, when young, fast kids are sometimes are super cocky or, yeah. you know, he's very well-spoken and very respectful. Yeah. And to like, I wonder, Anton, maybe this is a question you can ask at Indy. What, I wonder what like the vibe is at the goat farm right now, because Deacon came in as like a maybe like, hey, maybe I'm going to race. Maybe I'm not. I yeah. race the futures. And now he's third in points. Yeah. He's the top finishing star racer like he's the best guy right now if you look at the points he's the best guy and you have these other yeah. guys who are getting paid to win mm-hmm. championships and win races and then you have this 17 year old kid coming in just freaking waxing ass think about back to the futures race at anaheim people yeah. were like oh, should he even jump up like should he even race next yeah, weekend? yeah. should he even race i was one of them <laughs> i was one of them That's i didn't know nuts, dude. um and then now like you see like jordan smith was supposed to like come in like hey you're gonna be the our championship guy. You're our veteran. He, yeah, he's like, you're our, you're our veteran. This is what you're hired to do. Um, you know, and then, and then, yeah, he just, he has his crashes. And like this weekend, he was in fourth place the whole time. He could not catch Hayden at all. He couldn't catch mm-hmm. him. Even Hayden, like at the end of the race, Hayden yarded him like 10, mm-hmm. 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the vibe is. I just wonder what the vibe's like at, at Goat Farm right now. I'm just curious. I don't think it's anything negative because I think that they've expected Hayden to do this forever, you know, and just the mm-hmm. fact that he is doing it. And then you look around. I was actually just talking to my brother about this. They haven't been pumping Hayden up. Like he's going to come in and just kick the shit out of all you guys. Like they've been very respectful towards everyone else. of like, yo, when he's ready to race, it'll be happening. You know, Hey, if he's racing Houston and we'll just see what happens from here. And then he might do more and all these things. So I don't know if it's as much like, antagonizing or this competitiveness because i mean i think everybody knew that hayden was going to do it it's just a matter of when it was going to happen and then against the guys that he has this year you know jordan's back there next year i'm pretty sure you know so it's not like he's going anywhere nate's been a big surprise too um i didn't think nate was going to be the title contender that he was there for a while um i don't think anybody's bummed i think it's just like okay well it's happening now it just happened a year maybe sooner than we anticipated. Do you think uh, more people would like Alessi if maybe he had the transition that Hayden Deacon had into the pros instead of all that believe the hype shit? No, because everybody already had their perception of Tony and like all of that through all the years. And then like, think about like all the stories from the mini bike days of like Davey's dad and Tony's dad. Tony getting into it. (laughs) There was already this like thing. And I'll tell you this back to what we were talking about on how good Brian has done of creating this like prodigy. They get it. Like 
Brian has him doing exactly what he needs to do. There is no ego to it. He takes the time with the kids that he wants to. The whole family's there having a good time. There is no pressure on Hayden to where, like, this is all riding on you. Just just go do your laps, bud. Just go have fun. And mm-hmm. it is so refreshing to see that from them rather than it being, like, the next mini bike parent trying to force greatness the fourth time that he's on the track. Like, mm-hmm. it's very cool to see them around there. I said it last week after after uh dallas dude even to watch just hudson playing around at the track they just have a good time man. they're just having a very very good time enjoying you know brian's entire life effort to get to this point with the kids Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i was bummed on on the broadcast is they didn't show much of max i mean i know he's alone in second but dude second yeah it's badass they should have shown him yeah he was riding really good whenever they did show him yeah, he was. He's pretty ripping. close too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like he was far off. He was pretty in it, you know. So that was pretty good. Um, it wasn't an exciting 250 race, but it wasn't like a complete blowout. Just like the yeah. field got set in the first lap after Hunter and Nate got together, and then uh, Vial went down, and that was it. I mean, bummer that was for the Vial. Race from their point. Big bummer. bummer. For, yeah, because like he was spicy all day. Like I mean, in the heat race, he was good. He got a good start. You know, main event, good start, everything. Like, it looked like he was ready to go. Like, I would say fourth on the night. Uh, yeah. I would say, like, that Saturday night would have been his best overall finish. And well, I think wasn't that, he wasn't he second when he, he was fell? second yeah, when he, he went down. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was second when he went down. But I, that, that's his what I'm saying. Like, fourth, though, just wasn't as he wasn't but everyone's, there as fast. Everyone started jumping, so I feel like yeah. he would have been fine. I think he would have been P four on the night. Maybe yeah, I could see you that. Know, yeah. yeah. Are we thinking Bial's gonna wax everyone outdoors? Mm-mm. No, no, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he just comes in and starts waxing people. It's, he doesn't know any of the tracks. Mm-hmm. He's, he's never raced any of the tracks where these guys have a couple years on. I mean, they, he he's got like a whole new schedule. You know, it's one whole day versus yeah something that he, he it's just something he's got to get used to. New routine, new pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still contender. I'm yeah. here for it though. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty tight if he, yeah, if he sure. was up there. And he's going to be racing every weekend. See, the GPs, they race every two weeks, right? <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I just keep <laughs> thinking about that Supercross track. I was like, hey, V.I. was looking for you. What's the name of that track? Hemet. Hemet. We're yeah. at Hemet. <laughs> and we're parked. And I like look up and V.I.'s peeing like right towards us. Oh, yeah. Just, and I'm all, hey, Chase, Vial's trying to get your attention. <laughs> Dude. But, it's uh, funny. Him and Marv just standing in the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a damn. Nope. Oh, no. No, no. Um, what else, man? 250 and, class. Any? Um, shoot, 250 class. Hardy Munoz got great starts all night. Of yeah. course. Of course. <laughs> badass. Yeah. Uh, Jack Chambers made a main. Jack Chambers made a main, yeah. Was he on your fantasy team? Maybe. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, freaking Mosman, man. Dude. Hate to see it. You know, I thought he was turning things around, too, because his qualifying was good. And, dude, it's just this is the last thing they needed. Was the second he's starting to show some speed, he goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you want to analyze the issue? Like, what's the, what's the issue? I there? just I think it's the same thing I said last week. I just don't think this he got a lot of time on the new bike. Well, the thing pre-season. about it is, I mean, neither neither did Chris Blos. Chris Blos is in front of him in points. 
Yeah, but I think Chris Bose came in hurt. <sighs> yeah, but I think Chris was riding though. Like, I don't think he was. Mosman, but Chris even did those overseas races and all that. Yeah. Mosman had a broken neck and he wasn't telling anyone about after outdoors. And then he had shoulder injury. Then I think another shoulder injury. Like, dude, he could not have gotten time on the bike. So I think he's racing himself back into shape and trying to get used to this new chassis. And it just, I don't know. I'm not trying to defend the guy. Mm-hmm. I think he, he should, he's expected to be up there challenging yeah. Hunter, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think there's some stuff they're just not telling everyone. Yeah. He said it in How Was Your Weekend, and he just, or not How Was Your Weekend, news break before Arlington, that he just hadn't had as much time to get everything going, and he's just trying to to plug his way back. But then that crash that he had, I didn't see that he had crashed. Uh, it wasn't until Cullen Park explained like what had happened. Mm-hmm. I just saw him towards the last part of the moto riding off the side without his goggles on, and then going down pit lane back to the mechanics area, and I was just like, oh, dude, what a bummer yeah. for Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, he's clearly trying, dude. There's, there's nobody that can question if Michael Moseman is yeah. going to work for it. It just is a matter of does it line up or does he go down? Yeah. You know, and it's a bummer because when he goes down, it collects other people into it, which then magnifies the problem even more. Yeah, their kids and, are and, good too. And then, and then this thing too. <laughs> Michael really doesn't want a lot of attention. You know, he even took this whole social media break and he. He had a very good explanation for his whole outlook on life, really, in that news break thing. I'm sure it sucks for him to just have everyone pick him apart and analyze him when he's just having things happen out on the track that, you know, dirt bike racing. Yeah. 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 I mean, just the magnifying glasses on that kid all the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, when did the uh, West Coast guys get back on the track? Is it a shootout? Seattle. <clears throat> so Seattle. two more weeks. Is Joe racing that race? Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, Joe's uh, East Coast. Oh. Yeah. But Joe's... Okay, well, when is Joe coming back? Joe's shooting to come back. um, Oh, Frank, he told me. You'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) So, speaking of which, did you see the Instagram post? You did. You said, attaboy, Chase. Chase hosted the SML show. Yeah. How was that? It was badass, dude. Yeah. I chugged two cervezas right before. Nice. And I'm like, shit, they're not hurt. They're not hitting. And then halfway through, I was like, oh, they're hitting. <laughs> oh, they're hitting, dude. The 805 cervezas. Yeah. Dude. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, it was, you, it was you don't proud. Even have to work anymore. It was proud, <laughs> proud, proud yellow dad moment, dude. You don't even like, have to work anymore. I was filming it. He's doing, he's doing news breaks. Anton's doing news breaks. Yeah. We're all doing the show. Only, the only person that we got to get on the show is Dahmer. Yeah, <laughs> you just get Dahmer and Kenny Taco Bell a case of beer and just let, just lock them in that room with the cameras on. Yeah, maybe. You Might know. end up a donkey show or something. But 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 yeah, dude, I'm so pumped. And it was funny. Like, did you like the way I promote proposed it to you? Yeah, I was it, like, dude, I have a great idea. And he texts me, yeah, what? And I'm all, well, you could host Joe since you know Joe. You'd be your first show. And I thought you were gonna go, no, dude. But you're okay. Yeah, I don't know. I figured if hey, I was don't, it tough, yeah, dude, I was stressing like, fuck, dude, right? Like it's, <laughs> hey, it's hey, bad. I mean, hey, here's I mean, the best. Tough. I made like a a massive note sheet. I sp- stayed up all night. Like, what are the questions I could ask? And I forgot like fucking seventy five percent. Here's the best thing is, I was like, hey, that that table. Well, one, we need to replace the table with something that's blends in more with the set. Yeah. But I was like, that table's just there. We need to, we need to have like coffee mugs there. <laughs> so I bought two black coffee mugs, right? And so I think he had beer in his and Joe had water in his. 
I'm like, look, <laughs> Chase has <laughs> notes taped to the back right of the car. No yeah. Dude, I got that there. I'm like, oh, seek. He got the mugs. Because I was like, how am I going to tape notes to like, the <laughs> no table? He's going to put them on a shoe, right? <laughs> what? kind of like when you're cheating in elementary Dude, school. Dude, I had to. I'm such a brain fart. Like, I'll ask something and I'll just... Uh, <laughs> I didn't awesome. want to lock up. Because awesome. I got to edit it. So I didn't want to be like screaming at myself today. Editing it like fuck every time I mess up. Your, you know? your editing is gonna look like a Travis fans. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Man. Yeah, I didn't want that. It's tough though. Like that's what a, pe- a lot of people don't understand. Like you have to ask all these questions, and then you don't know if the person is just gonna give you like a one word answer yeah. or if anything. Like mm-hmm. luckily, luckily Brownie. Like I had like yeah. a million questions for him because he mm-hmm. was just like yeah yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you know like that that was yeah, it. his answers were short huh? yeah his answer his answers were short and then you have a guy like colt who i just did his he just he, he could just talk for days yeah you know so uh i definitely I'm, got lucky because joe is super talkative and that's good maybe maybe next one you do anstey so you just get two words in and just mm-hmm. yeah if we ever have anstey on i'll do that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think when we had i had brock glover the golden boy on on the show yeah <laughs> I had one question per 10 minute episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I want to I want to do one with you. Why? Yeah, you two should do one. I, I want to do one with you because there's I have so many questions about like cycle three news, wheelers. trans world, three wheelers, like your brother, uh like how you got into the sport, um long hair. Yeah, your long hair. <laughs> like I have I have so many questions. You know, and then, and then you know, I I yeah. Do we do that this week then? That'd be a good one. I think I we should. It. All right, all right. YouTube comments, yes or no? Yeah. I won't be offended if you say fuck no. I don't want to know anything about swap. Yeah. No, um, no, we got to do it. You got yeah. Ray. Then you got to watch that James Lipton uh, inside the actor studio one where Dave Chappelle interviewed him. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just start sending me shit. I need. To, I need to watch. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Um. What else? I Did Braswell have a, oh. a bike problem? I just saw him standing yeah, in the middle of the track did, for yeah. half the race. He broke his chain or something. I don't know. Okay. What he did. Okay. But uh, Anton, did you want to say something about the privateer or something? Yeah, I did. So in looking at the results, you know, we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, A-Ray, when Don asked you, like, hey, is it frustrating to see guys that you know you are riding against or are better than that are making these main events? Cart ride. Um, totally. Like these Maybe guys, that you, you guys are all right there. Um, and then Cade said something to me that, in how was your weekend that really explained a lot where he's crashing because he's trying to find that next level for you guys in this point right now, how important is it when the field starts to thin out, you know, you have these opportunities to make main events and make money and make notoriety for yourself because the window is only so big, but then um, also trying to better yourself because you see the pace stepping up, you know, for K to be a main event guy for as long as he has, he now knows, okay, well I, I have to push harder to reach that next level like what is that mindset for so many dudes in the back 11th part of the field yeah i mean it's tough right because it's so easy to make a mistake on saturday and it it ruined your whole night whether it be in practice or say if you just get a bad start in the heat race or lcq um and that could put you out for the for the main event like it's so tough so um i would say like yeah i mean it is tough uh, definitely going to have growing pains there for a little bit. Like, I think that's something that, that I I've been going through the, the, you know, at the beginning of this year is a little bit of growing pains, right? Like, uh, last year it was just a shit year. I lost pretty much a year of riding. Um, and I think 
you know, I was trying a little bit too hard the first few rounds, and, and I think I paid the price for it a little bit. You know, it, yeah, I had some shitty starts, but too like there was just dumb mistakes on my part, right? Um, and I and I think that was just part of the growing pains, and then I, I ended up having another setback, which which is shitty, right? So it, it's tough, man. Like you, you have to you have to pick your battles. Um, you know, it is a long season. You get faster. Uh, throughout the season so like you're constantly evolving like with your bike like the faster you get the stiffer you want it to have you you want to have your bike um so, so yeah i mean halfway through the season you might go to a stiffer setting um and then uh and then yeah it's just it's it's tough i mean you're you're fighting for every little inch there you know to to close that gap to say like uh like Macarath or 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 the hill brothers right now who are riding really well um and I think that's just what Cade's going. He's going through the, those little growing pains, I feel like. Um, and, yeah, you're, you're just seeing some more crashes and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I I have been doing more interviews with the guys that are in the main events for the 450 class that aren't just the top 10 dudes for how was your weekend. And, like, you know, part of it is out of necessity, admittedly, because not every podium guy wants to do an interview or some of them take off so fast. But then, again – Dude, you guys are the ones, especially as these fantasy games take off in more popularity, that so many people are becoming fans of. And we have to hear what is going on with their races and how these things are going. So it's been cool to, to talk to dudes like that um, and then yeah. immediately after these results. Because, you know, we talked to them through Saturday, through Friday, press day, whatever. But to see the culmination of all of that effort when you guys get to have a main event result. I'm so stoked for a bunch of you dudes, especially as you're in that window of your life right now where you only have five years to make it happen. And yeah. With a bunch of factory dudes not there, Colt not being there, Dylan being out, AC being out, Joey being part-time and gone. This is the chance, and it's it's cool to see so many dudes like John Short and Cartwright and Carnell and A-Ray when you get back on the track, like making your mark because – these years happen. You guys just have to be there to capitalize on the opportunity. And, and, and confidence is key, right? Like, like I say, a guy like Kevin Morantz, he, him and Josh Cartwright, they, they may not be the fastest guys. Like, if you look at qualifying, I mean, Cartwright, he's a lot better this year with qualifying and everything. Yeah. But ever since the kid was six years old, he's always been good at starts. Mm. The dude is a rocket ship off the gate. Like, he's whole-shotted pretty much every event, I feel like, like as an amateur and, and pro. So like him and Kevin Moran's are really, really good starters. But say Kevin Moran's, sometimes if you look at the qualifying, he'll qualify 32, yeah. 33. Like he's not setting the world on fire like in qualifying. And comes to the heat race, LCQ, boom. Like he's right there on the mm-hmm. whole shot. Like he can bang out a start like no other. And mm-hmm. like that confidence, like he gets a couple of these rolling. He's in the main event. He knows what to do. And it's and sometimes whenever you're on that roll – it almost feels easy, um, and then you have a guy who's who's faster, right? Like say someone like uh, like myself, uh, Cade or Freddie Norin, you know, who was you know he crashed again this weekend, and maybe he should have been in the main event. Like say, think about it, Freddie Norin, national number forty seven. He's made two mains this year. Yeah, I that's think. crazy. So you think about it. It's it's all it's confidence and, and it's getting off the gate, and it's something that I've been struggling with too. Like. The, the smallest thing that can happen and it'll just ruin your whole night. And it's like, and if you, it, it can get into your head and like all these, it's like the same thing with chase whenever he's trying to win a race, something gets into your head and it just happens more and more and more. It's like a chain reaction. 
But it could also be the other way. If some goods happen to someone and you get a couple of those in a row and mm-hmm. you just start banging them out and it starts becoming easy. It's fuck. It's tough, man. Um, and you don't want like those, those type of guys like the Morans, the Josh Cartwrights, you don't want them to gain the confidence because they're going to make that next step to get closer to you. And like, you're sitting there fucking watching them do it. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's one of the things that's really, really tough to watch. So, yeah. uh, speaking of Cartwright, is this his first year on 450? No. Was you not, don't remember, no. you don't remember Phoenix and the LCQ. I want the night I won at Phoenix LCQ. One of my six, I got six LCQ wins, by the way. Um, Statman, six he times. freaking looped out. He was in fourth and looped out. Remember at Phoenix? Yeah. yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. But, but he's made the majority of his mains this year, right? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's done really well. He's rode for some good teams on a 250. Um, and he's he's had some really good results on a 250. Uh, but he moved up to the 450 last year. I think it was his first year with the Bubba Polly's team. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which is crazy. Like Bubba didn't really have any room for him this year. And then um, he goes out and does it on his own. Now he's whooping everybody on that team's ass. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, dude, and on that, it's cool to see what – I said this in uh, Kickstart after Oakland. Dude, it's cool to see what Bubba's put together. I mean, that kid lives 35 minutes down the road from me. His house is between – for his – track is between my house and my in-laws house and he takes care of those guys like Joan cross you know ever since ever since didn't cross uh, leave that team joan no No, he he, left his other team yeah he lost his other team i will say this about bubba Polly. like he (laughs) i've traveled the world with the dude he's a cheap ass he's a (laughs) cheap ass but he is very very smart with money and i think he's a very good businessman And and he started a team and he did it the right way he didn't grow too soon um, he took the right, um, steps. Like, I mean, he was in a sprinter van and a trailer and he had, he had a good setup there for a couple of years and he just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I think this year he got some more sponsors, some more money. And, and dude, honestly, he, he sent me an offer this year. He sent me an offer and it was good. Mm-hmm. It was, it was better than the previous offer that I had from, uh, PRMX. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just decided on my own, it was, it was going to be my last year and I wanted to do something, um, Blue crew. Blue crew. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to have like my own sponsors, right? So that's um one of the main reasons. But if not, I would have been I would have been riding I would have loved to have ride on his team because he uh he's got a good he's got a good group of guys over there and he's got a he's got good bikes as well. Yeah. And it, it's like you said, it's it's solid. He's not shortcutting anything anywhere or leaving anybody hanging or anything like that. And uh, the guys that have ridden for him are still wanting to be a part of his little deal. You know, Josh is pitted right next to him. I know a lot of other teams who are not like that. Yep. Who are not even around anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, money. Yeah. Hey, so when you guys are talking about the privateers and the fantasy leagues and all that, how is that whole Moto Bookie going? Uh, it's going good it's going people like winning a lot of money every week um no like i I mean you can see all the bets that i mean a lot of people they aren't betting too much i i put like 15 bucks in or something like that Mm -hmm. um i broke even this week so So how does it work you have to bet against someone someone else no you you can make a bet and you can do like a multiplier or whatever and then uh, you can actually put on there how many people you can make the bet with um yeah what's the limit can i bet there's no limit you can bet like ten grand. Yeah, there's no limit. I don't but think. I mean, as long as you put your card in there. Like, uh, what do you have? To, like, could I? Could I just go and go? I, I bet Cooper's gonna win this weekend. Yeah, you can bet that. You could bet that. Um, like, so, like my bet, I had. Uh, let's see, what did I have? I had. Um, J Mart better than fourth or something. Yeah, right? no, J Mart 
finishes four through six. Okay, yeah. So not on the podium, yeah. but better than seventh. And then I put um, Aaron Plessner beats uh, Anderson, which I didn't win. But it was like two to one. So like I broke even on both my bets because I won one and I lost one. So, but do you have to find someone to bet against, or is it you're no, betting you don't, with the uh, house? No, you, you're betting with the house. You can bet with the house, and then you can also have other people in there uh, who you can who can um, who you can bet against as well. Mm. Yeah. So if someone really if someone on there is if it's like oh freaking um, uh, let's see, Cooper Webb beats Eli Tomac tonight, and then you're like yeah right whatever. You can say you can take that or let's see yeah you could like take that bet and say like. He fucking doesn't win or something. I don't know. And what do you just get an injection to your bank? Yeah, account? after yeah, so like after the race um, is over, like you'll you'll get the chips added to like your account on there, and then I guess you can transfer it to your bank account or keep it for the next. Yeah, or keep it for the next. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So yeah, you can go to my my website alexray.co, and I have like a Moto Bookie banner you can click on there. Um, it helps me out, so that'd be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So each week I'm going to be doing uh, doing like some small bets on there, and uh, they have like a chat room, everything you can get on there, talk shit with your buddies, which is pretty cool. Mm. You know, it's a sure bet. What? Using Swap Moto as your discount code at WUSA. Yes. <laughs> no. So <laughs> was it Thursday? Thursday, I think I went to W, oh, and God. I picked up a set of Edge wheels for a Yamaha, and uh, looking forward to taking those to Jay to have some tires put on. But, uh, yeah, so you know that they make a, a set called the Edge? And mm -hmm. John is so quick to say, oh, they're like entry-level. He says entry-level wheels, but I asked him while I was there, is it, is it as strong or better than stock? And he goes, oh, a little bit better than stock. But, I mean, how many guys ride all year? I'm not talking about guys like you racing pro and supercross, but, like, the majority of us ride on stock wheels all year Benny long, Bloss right? right now on the YZ450 stock 2023. Stock wheels. Stock wheels. Benny Bloss and supercross. All yeah. of the bar nice. Suzuki's are on stock wheels. Yeah, so I mean, I can't wait. So they're. So what do you think of blue rims? Do you like blue rims? I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I like them too, but like I'm looking forward to having black rims on my Yamaha. Yeah, I, I think my bike looks really good with the black wheels and like the nickel hub. I think it has like a really cool look to it. I, for some reason, I like the freaking nickel, mm -hmm. nickel hub, dude. It's badass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of stock wheels, are my wheels on that Yamaha you rode this weekend? Dude, still? they're fine. I rode the bike for 30 minutes. Doesn't it's look fine. like Fred Flintstone's bike? No, no. no? It did have 20 pounds mm -hmm. in each tire. First time I went it? out, I'm like, dude, these tires are like, yeah. So I went and oh. checked and they were full. 20. Okay. <laughs> but they're they're good now. Yeah. Did you notice that Alex brought the bike back dirty? I did notice that. Yeah. Whole thing, man. Poor Dahmer had to sweep the the haul out. Oh, is that why you were sweeping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. You thought he was just sweeping to sweep? I thought he was just being <laughs> a, a good employee and helping clean up today. Oh, yeah. I also want to mention um, they did give away the trailer. They raised 50. They did? Yeah. Nice. The Custom Muffets trailer for Road to Recovery. They raised yeah, almost $58,000. Hell, yeah. Larry that's sick. T from, yeah. what was the guy's name? Larry? Yeah, something, something like that. Something T from Hesperia. Yeah. yeah. So Todd from Hesperia won it? No, it was from Lancaster. Oh, Lancaster. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Custom Muffets, they, you know, they built this whole nice freaking awesome trailer. They gave yeah. it away for uh Brandon Hartraff for the road recovery stuff. Um it's awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, like Brandon Hartraff, he's he's gonna be my best man at my wedding. Like he's yep. he's one of my best friends. He's going through a tough time. Um he's getting better though. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's just awesome to see, you know, people in this sport, you know, stepping up to help. Mm -hmm. He's all like, like doing normal stuff now, right? Is he still recovering from? 
surgeries and yeah i mean he's I going he to therapy like he goes to therapy oh, like four wow. times a week yeah he's still oh, going wow. to therapy like four times a week he's got a lot of like spots on his body that's like i i, I don't know like it's just tough for him right now yeah, right yeah, like yeah. and then also too like he had a pretty pretty bad concussion with it so like mm. everything every like he's getting better right he just got a shoulder fix because like his shoulder like grew in like the wrong way because they totally forgot about it like because they were so worried about his back God, right yeah so they had to go in and like re-break his arm and Jeez. all kinds of stuff. It was it's gnarly. So, uh, yeah. Thanks to Todd at Road to Recovery yeah. or and Custom Road, Uppets. Custom Uppets and Road to Recovery for helping out Brandon. I started thinking about Dahmer winning that last contest. Yeah, can you imagine if you won the trailer too? So Holy at the last God. minute, I was like, oh, and I entered. Yeah, didn't win. All right, well, I gotta, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to fly to catch. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Once again, yeah. One last thing. Uh, I just want to say, um, unfortunately, somebody would be pretty bad if we didn't in touch on this, but down in Australia over this mm. weekend, uh, they started their pro motocross championship down there. And unfortunately, in the first moto of the 250 class, uh, Braden Arbacher, a 20-year-old kid, passed away as a result of a big crash. Um, never want to hear that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, dude, if anybody can, read the statement that – uh motorcycle in australia put out was very touching mm -hmm. um what the family said about them would be terrible to see anybody pass away as a re result of riding uh so sorry to interrupt you but just had to say like yeah I, I read family down there yeah and i read about that australian on Swedish. right now because that is terrible yeah it's so, terrible especially to start the season off with that mm -hmm. you know uh, aussie mx is really really big they love what we do uh when we go down when i go down there how many Australian fans watch Swap Moto live content? Uh, so thoughts with everybody down there right now. Absolutely. Yep. It's horrible. Okay. All right. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Have some good tales from the racetrack from Alex. Let's hope. Yeah. And uh, remember, comment on SwapMotoLive.com. For a set of RDX 2.2s. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.